Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing. I'm Brayden. I'm Dan. I'm Zell. And I'm Andrew. We're an ad-free podcast. And we'd sure like to keep it that way. So head over to patreon.com slash alien theorists podcast. Where you're going to find 50 plus hours of bonus content. Or head to alien theorist theorizing dot live. Where you'll find tons of cool merch. And links to our live shows. Thanks for listening. And, and enjoy the show. The Catholic Church claims that extraordinary demonic activity can take six different forms, which may warrant exorcism. Possession, where single or even multiple demons may take control of a person's body without their knowledge or consent. A case where perhaps a person might flippantly ask spirits or the devil to aid them in some physical labor, and that person may exhibit extraordinary strength. Obsession where a person may become irrational at times and experience horrid nightmares which can lead to suicidal ideation. Oppression, where certain misfortunes can afflict the victim, such as a series of fires on a family farm, external pain caused by demonic forces, excessive bleeding, or painful marks on the body. Infestation, affecting objects inside the home, these objects moving on their own or disappearing and reappearing. Finally, subjection, where a person voluntarily submits to a demonic force. Any one of these occurrences are meant to require an exorcism by a Catholic priest. But what if a victim shows signs of all of the different forms of possession? A case so serious that the world-famous pair of paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren, were intimately involved. What could a lifetime of demonic possession drive a man to do. Join the theorists as they put on their ponchos to dodge possessed projectile vomiting in The Possession of Maris Thero. to Alien Theorist Theorizing, Case File 118? 17. 17. <laughs> Enjoy the show. show. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the possession or exorcism of Maurice Thiroux. I think that's how you say his name. There you go. That's Braden. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. I'm Andrew. Boom. Got the crew. First time recording after pod week. Oof. Yeah. What a what it's a difference. Ta- it's been a task. It's not smooth. It's definitely not, <laughs> not smooth today. Yeah. As you can see. And it's not even it's not even like we're recording separately again. It's like we went from the best possible setup to now the worst. Yeah. Me and Andrew are both out of town. I'm in a hotel with the worst internet. Uh, Andrew's by himself, which is always a, a bad idea. <laughs> so I don't yeah. even know if I turned my computer on. I'm not sure what. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know. All, there's wires. I can't see him. I'm surprised they're not around his neck. To be honest, let's Zell. I don't know if you got any buttons ready, but why don't we get into some. 
Hey, Snooze! Hey! All right, so uh, officially announced uh, the other day, the official truck of Mars was announced, uh, the <laughs> Cybertruck cool. uh, by Tesla. Right. Is that official? Uh, the official truck of Mars, dude. That's going to be an tr- official vehicle of Mars. Did That's Martians vote on this? <laughs> <laughs> no. God, that was a bad press conference. I felt bad. I didn't actually, I didn't watch the so whole thing. So cringy. No, they yeah. said, well, they explained why it happened, though. Why the... the the window broke because they yeah, had been. I get why it yeah. did. They've been doing it all day. They've been yeah. <laughs> they said they'd been slamming it with a sledgehammer like all day, and they cracked the base. And so when they finally but, did, when they finally got to it, it just yeah. it just that was broke. that was the time. Yeah, yeah. such a bummer. It was. Uh, it's a pretty ugly truck too. I got two hundred thousand ordered. No, it's fine. It's good. Like it, it, cool. Dope. Uh, God, it was ugly. Uh, it it did remind me of the warthog from. Uh, there, from there it is. You see uh, it? No. Oh, it's all blurry. I <laughs> <laughs> get rid of that. That's going about as smoothly as the unveiling of the truck itself. It's good. You know what? It's it looks like you know what the best part is the truck's going to come into focus and then you're not going to be sure if it's done rendering because that's how bad the truck looks. Um, the truck got, looks like it's out of a fucking N64 game. It yeah, does. It looks like James Bond cool looks. from Goldeneye driving it around. Looks it, fucking cool. Yeah. It looks like it's straight no, it just out looks of, like the rendering wasn't done properly. Looks like something yeah. fucking Decker would drive. Blade Runner. Yeah. It's cool. That, that's a good one. Which um, is fucking cool. I got... NASA has found sugar in meteorites that crashed to <laughs> Earth. <laughs> we just... Yeah, they just seen your face for the first time. If you're, if you're watching the live stream, Brain's camera is his internet's so shitty, so we had to take a quick, a quick you gotta selfie. You got to get rid of that. I can't fucking here, pay attention. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought I said something funny. And so I was like, oh, what did I say? That's getting such a good pop. Uh, so it's good to know I just saw two. No, it's just oh, your face. That's, a, that's it. That's a rough one. Yeah. That's uh that's after pod week face. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> All right. So NASA has found some sugar in meteorites uh and I would like it in my water, please. <laughs> so, no. I as I said that little my Edgar uh, humor for you there. What? What? Little Edgar humor for you there? Oh. No, my sorry boys, my internet <laughs> fucking crept out. I ever couldn't hear nothing. It just went so silent. Um yeah, I my internet's so bad, so I can't scroll down because it doesn't load the rest of the page. So that headline is all you get. That's they found some sugar get. in some meteorites <laughs> that hit her. Hashtag look it up. Really? Um, that's what that's what I'm stopping cool with. One. <laughs> no, I got more. Just that page <laughs> didn't load. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Astronomers have found a galactic merger with three supermassive black holes. Uh, so should I invest in that galaxies? stock or what? Yeah, hundred percent. Should probably buy stock. Buy low, sell higher. Sell high, buy low. <laughs> Why don't get into stocks? Uh, of the myriad galaxies we've seen in the night, NGC six two four zero has always stood out for its per- peculiar shape and unusual infrared brightness. It was thought to be the result of two galaxies colliding. Until now. Until now. 
It's not two, but three galaxies merging. <laughs> so we always we always knew something was up with it. We figured it was two, but with recent science, detected it's three. Cool stuff. Uh, India, they lost, if you remember, we talked about it, uh, their moon lander, they lost contact with it. They have now uh, admitted it's uh, it crashed, 100% crashed. Gone. Yeah, they said uh, they had an issue with braking rockets, so it went in hot, did a hard landing, um, so 100% broke. It's done. Gone. <laughs> uh, speaking of things breaking in space, uh, SpaceX Starship prototype burst doing pressurization testing. I don't know if you guys watched a video of that, that new, um, the Starship, the big, cool, chrome-looking one yeah. from SpaceX. Um, they did a pressurized test, and the whole top exploded on it. The video was pretty cool. So if you had not seen that, find that on YouTube anywhere. That's all I had. That's all I had for Space News. I wonder if That's I... good Space News. Wait, here, here it is. Here it is. Anyone else have any? Here it is. Watch Here's the video. Here. Here's the video. Oh, it just oh, pops shit. its lid. God damn. Yeah. Gone. Too bad. <laughs> On the topic of SpaceX, SpaceX will launch Mighty Mice, Wild Physics, and more to Space Station next month. Are those bands? <laughs> yes, man. You nailed it. <laughs> no, they're sending up. Sweet. Intergalactic rock bands. They're sending Yay. up for the 19th, uh, load, 19th cargo mission to the International Space Station. Sending up. What is it? 2,200 pounds of supplies and about 3,000 pounds of scientific instruments. Mice, which they're going to test on. Uh, what do you call it? What do they call it when you lose muscle in space? Like atrophy. Yeah, atrophy. So they're, they're trying to combat space, like zero G, like muscle atrophy and start with mice. So those mice, uh, thanks for your sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> we salute you. We salute you, space mice. That's all I had. You touched on everything else I had there. So perfect. Hmm, Anybody perfect. else? Andrew, don't got any. I'm going to be, be remedying I'm gonna be space impressed. news. I'm going to be impressed if I can even complete a sentence with that fucking picture up. <laughs> I, I know it's, it's hard to live stream with just Braden's face in this. <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> I fix your face, Braden. <laughs> uh, yeah, sugar, water, water. <laughs> sure water. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's what happens. Uh, donate more on Patreon. Get me a, get, get me a, get him out of work. Get me a, get a, get me out of work, and uh, I'll fix my face all the time. Um, oh, you're right. gonna try and get a face transplant out of the deal, but right. <laughs> okay, yeah. We're, so we're already have, trying for hair transplant. realm of possibility. I got a really wide face, so to get a new face, they'd have to stretch something on. Two It'd look faces. Bad either way. So yeah, two, two faces, faces split right up the middle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got. I got. I can't even look at that picture. <laughs> I gotta turn it off. Okay. Let's just uh, okay, do it. Let's do it. let's do it on the fly. Turn your turn your camera on. I got. I got to fuck. We gotta see. This is ridiculous. No, no, it's gonna be bad. Just leave it up. Oh, um, right. Maurice Thoreau. Thoreau. Um, Thoreau. Thero, I think that's how you say it. Uh, or Thero is what I, I've heard. Thero, it 100 percent is not Thero. I, th I okay. think it might be Thero. 
French, French inspired. Oh, ther- yeah. Okay, Ferio. I thought he said like F Ferio. <laughs> no, no, you were incorrect no, th- there. Ferio. Th- okay, yeah, I get that. Or uh, Frenchy, as he was nicknamed. Tough F bringing for this. Tough, tough upbringing for allegedly for this guy. Uh, yeah, rough go. Little bit allegedly. of a rough childhood. Um, where was he born, Dan? Uh, Maurice was born in is it Massachusetts? Sorry. <laughs> I can't remember where he was born. I didn't have that up in front of me. I think, I think where's New England? Yeah, New England. Massachusetts, Massachusetts. is part of New England. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just knew he was born in, uh, born and lived most of his life in Coming out England. swinging, boys. We're coming out swinging. <laughs> yeah. This is a post-pod week just blues here. <laughs> so he, you know, born... To a family, he was the oldest of 15 siblings. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's some farm life, man. His dad, by all accounts, violent man, and would constantly um, beat little Frenchie, Maurice, beat him, abuse him, pulled him out of school in grade three uh, to work on the farm, and just, by all accounts, was ruthless towards him. Sometime when he was 10, there was... Now, it never you can never find solid information on what was saw, but uh, Maurice alleged that because he was always worked so hard and beaten by his father when he wasn't uh, doing a good job that he was really into, like he wanted to figure out how to do a better job so he wouldn't get beat so bad. So he followed his, followed his father into the farm one time when he was about 10 years old and he saw something. Never gets into what, but it's alleged that you know people say maybe bestiality, maybe sexual abuse towards one of his siblings. What we do know is that whatever happened in that barn that day, Maurice was then subjected to it numerous times after. If it was sexual abuse to himself, not known. But all we know is that whatever he saw that day was kind of pushed upon him then moving forward. It sounds like he was forced to join in with his dad once he was caught spying on it as well yeah i mean depends what story you're reading I, I re- yeah everything i read had had to do with an animal gross uh yeah there's I, I read a lot a lot of bestiality stuff him with chickens or goats or whatever but i did read a couple that maybe thought uh people just because of future crimes and stuff that maybe he was abusing one of his uh maurice's siblings or he just abused him that day in the barn and that's where the sexual abuse started right so why why is this significant why uh why are we talking about this guy okay well there's a great i only i talk about this part um early on because there's a great canadian show called northern mysteries that gets into this uh case and i'm only bringing up this early part where he you know it's i think it's important to the story to later on determine if he was possessed or maybe suffering from really bad mental health, but in this Northern mysteries, uh, right after this scene in this documentary, uh, the narrator goes, and after that day, Maurice Frenchy Thero asked the devil for help. Mm, and he did not like the, like he says something after like, Oh, and he did not like the answer. Like he just does like <laughs> the sexy, like, was like, and the devil did help. Like yeah, and the devil like did, but he does this, he does this weird, like, Ooh, and the devil did hell. like this weird, great, uh, you can find on YouTube, hilarious, uh, good Canadian show. But anyways, so 
Uh, Dan, you want to take... So what happens after after he's a child? Because not much alleging possession when he's a kid. Just bad shit no. happened. Right. So, like, stuff didn't really start to get kind of crazy in the Tarot uh, household until about the May of 1982, where most of the... There, there are three mysterious fires broke out on their farm. Um, and at one point, um, at first, it was at a storage shed uh, that was about 250 yards from the house. And Maurice said he had been working close by the yard and hadn't seen anyone near that shed. So these fires that's, that started and, and, and ended, people did suspect that Maurice was perhaps guilty of arson, but they couldn't really find any proof. Right. So... After this, stuff kind of started to happen. A lot of it is reported by the family, and uh, I think it's his wife at the time, Nancy. Um, he had two wives uh, before, I guess. This is was like his third wife. Yeah, his third, third wife, and he had he had brought over. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. It's either like five or seven kids from the previous marriages. Him and Nancy <laughs> had one child, um, and they had no children together, but. Maurice, I, it was either five or seven he brought over from the previous marriages. Right. So at this point, um, people kind of put this along the line that uh, like the, the, the possession, if, if you're down with that, the possession that was starting to happen was kind of going through its uh, final stage, which they had, you had other stages of kind of strange things kind of happened to Maurice because there's kind of this this narrative that goes along with while he was growing up, kind of strange thing has happened. His father killed himself and his mother Shit. Um, by shotgun uh, gunshot. Uh, yeah. Right? Yes. Um, when he was like, his father was 69 at the time and had kind of, you know, by accounts kind of went a little nuts and uh, had murdered his uh, murdered uh, Maurice's mother while she was in bed. And then, turned the gun on himself and uh you know put the barrel in his mouth and pulled the trigger Jeez. so you have yeah, like they were they're saying throughout his childhood i guess like they're one of the original reasons why he potentially struck up a deal with let's say a demon or a devil was so he could try and keep up with the amount of chores and impress his dad make his dad happy so they were reports of him like you know what I mean? We're talking like a day later being able to lift things as as heavy as 300, 400 pounds at the age of 16. And they reported him knowing things that he had no business knowing, like ancient history, all these type of things. And this is a relatively unge- uneducated kid that's been out of school since grade three, right? Right. Which are now, hallmarks anyway. of some cases of possession where it's like having knowledge beyond what you normally would have, you know, uh, seemingly superhuman strength are definitely... Um, you know, symptoms uh, that go with uh, possession. Yeah, because isn't it claimed that he could, like, move fucking cars and shit? Allegedly. Well, yeah. The one thing, there's a great, there's a great video of a guy, and he says that, oh, Maurice lifts this stone statue uh, with his fingertips, and he's like, I couldn't even lift this thing. And you can find that, first off, this guy who cl- makes his claim looks like he's never lifted a, a paperweight <laughs> in his life. And then you see a picture of this statue that he's alleged to have lifted. And it's like, dude, it's a little taller than your belly button. I guarantee Andrew could lift, throw that thing in the air. 
Like, I was not impressed at all. I was like, well, this isn't impressive at all. I was like, this other guy, like, you got to remember, Maurice is like, he's lived a hard life. He's been like a farmhand, worked on a farm his whole life. He's, dude, he's that, they, they farm strong, man. He's yeah. farm strong. So the fact that he's lifting this, like, little statue, and this guy's like, I can't lift that. And he's, like, this guy who's saying that's a big guy, but he's a huge fat butterball. And I'm like, <laughs> this guy's probably never lifted anything in his entire life. So I'm like, that well, the, aspect the, of it didn't impress me at all. The big claims of like everything I've read, it's they always estimate between 300 and 400 pounds. And like, you know what I mean? That's being heavy, but, but not for someone who's regularly doing manual labor. Right. Like remember when we, when I, we started deadlifting for the first time, when I brought you to the gym, you deadlifted 315 pounds on your first time in the gym. And it really wasn't that strenuous for you. Yeah. But I, just before I went into the gym, I didn't disclose to you that I said, <laughs> devil devil i'm gonna need some help here to impress my friend rent me some of that <laughs> you left there listening went down to the crossroads yeah <laughs> played well, your fiddle there and is there is devil. a piece uh one of, one of the people who had been working with maurice during this kind of epi- this whole episode um maurice kind of reported that he said that he when he would do these kind of things like whenever he would do some type of strenuous work uh that he didn't think that would he be able to do he would ask the spirits for help and that would give him the strength to do whatever he needed to get done so so that's all wait this all started with him asking a demon for extra strength so he could do chores to please his dad no i think it was because he wanted to lift this bale of hay (laughs) up here over them shoulders I'm not, I'm not hundred percent. Well, I don't, I don't think he was specifically asking the devil for help, but he was, he was reaching out to something. He was reaching out to yep. something. Well, you now, know what? I don't blame him though. I would be praying to whatever demons or now angels or whoever I could. So I wouldn't have to go back in that fucking barn with my dad. Now, did he open all portals to the gates of hell? Cause I did that just two <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah. But we had the circle up. Oh, we had a protection circle. Yeah. Right. And protections. Um, now, other weird stuff that was happening in the house. This is I love this like um, <laughs> like teleportation where like he would he would the hologram Nancy, his wife would like he would she would see him get up out of his chair from chilling and walk and she'd follow him for some reason. She'd follow him like up the stairs and he would go into these like almost trances and she'd follow him up the stairs and he'd turn into the bedroom and she'd turn and he'd be gone. And then she'd go, well, that's weird. She'd go back downstairs and lo and behold, there he is sitting on the couch. And when she'd go, wait, you, how'd you get down here? And he said, I, what do you mean? I've been here the whole time. Like I haven't left. Uh, so that would freak the shit out of Nancy. Uh, and then yeah, it only were, gets weirder from there. Yeah. There are multiple accounts of that kind of stuff happening where people reported seeing two, like it happened with, I believe like one of his, uh, at least one of his daughters, uh, reported seeing two Maurice's. Um, she saw one, like go out the door, uh, walk out into the yard and then without his coat. And then she went out to go yell at him to be like, Hey, go, you know, Nancy told her to go, Hey, take your coat. And then goes out there and he's gone. And then he walks back in through, he walks in like where he had just walked before walks out. And like he, like and then look back outside and he's not there. Vanish. You, just, you guys ever seen that movie, The Time Traveler's Wife? No, no. Well, and that the like this. Uh, I think that's the movie. And this guy goes back in time, and every now and then he'll overlap with himself. 
so he'll be in the same spot. And there's one time I just, it just made me think of this barn scene of Maurice walking in and he's actually a, just a time travel. And that's why you're seeing two Maurice's, uh, in this movie, he goes back in time and he's like chilling in the car with his, like, like an older version of himself. And he's like, yeah, right. And he just gives himself a blowjob. And I'm like, that's what Maurice uh, saw in this barn fuck? here. <laughs> Wait, fuck are where are you taking this case? What is this? Where are you taking Dude, this case? It's the honest. God damn yeah, it. I, that's what I'm saying is that's what I'm saying is the time the, the time travel just made me think of this that stupid movie plot and that's what he saw in this barn. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> I don't know. It just it surprised me. Like, like, man, I wish I could get possessed by demons so I could give myself blowjobs. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's just that's the uh, exact definition of doppelgangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a whole Wait, new meaning to go exact, fuck yourself. Exactly. Like, like, definition is when of a doppelganger is when a future version of yourself comes back and you give he or she some type of blowjob. Fellatio. A little fellatio. That's the definition of doppelganger. Or, yeah, look yeah, it up. Hashtag sure. look it up. It's fucking this if real it, thing. If um, it wasn't, it is now. So they're seeing they're seeing two Maurice's. That, and right. then uh, we get into he starts getting like his Nancy will find him like in the bathroom, uh, in the fetal position, like covered in blood or blood running out of his eyes. Right. Or on numerous occasions with, I kept reading several eyewitnesses, but they never give out names or who saw, um, uh, their cross, uh, their crucifix on the wall would be bleeding. The little hanging Jesus, uh, would be bleeding. So stuff like that was starting to happen. Yeah. I, I, personally don't know how Maurice had so much blood because <laughs> it seems like every day the dude was just bleeding out his eyeballs, bleeding out his mouth, uh, you know, laying down in a pool of blood or something was happening to him. And it's like, what? Andrew, what <laughs> get all this do, you, blood? do you know? Is there like a, uh, how much blood can a person make in a day? I'll say like, if you lost a bunch one day, could you make it back for the next? It, sorry, say that again. Like say like, we're just talking about how many times this guy was caught with like blood running out. Like he like bled a lot. Dan's just saying like how much blood could you lose and then like regain it for the next day? I think it's, if you lose something, you can survive with losing it. Something like 40% of your, your blood. But like, what are we talking about here? It's, it's like, I'm, I'm what I'm assuming is like cuts. The, the blood is like tearing from his eyes. It's not like arterially spraying out of his fucking body, right? Like, no, I just imagine eyes, he like nose, had running tears. Mouth. Like it's well, let's be honest. The guy fucking lives on a farm. He's out fucking slaughtering a pig and taking a fucking pint full of blood and they grow tomatoes on his farm. <laughs> like they don't I don't think they had pigs. They had no they had no I'm livestock sure at all? I don't think so. Most of it was a tomato farm. That's what he was known for was selling tomatoes. Alright, the guy's got Tomato juice coming from his eyes. Right. And all farmers, all farmers have like chickens and probably pigs. <laughs> at least, at least yeah. a couple. And then he, you know, but you know, there was bleeding. There was a lot of bleeding from the eyes. Yeah. So they had a lot of that stuff. But what also was uh, remarkable was he had a lot of. Uh, there were a lot of cases where he had uh, aversions to certain, uh, you know, blessed and holy objects. Um, there's at least one, um, one example was, uh, Robert Manning, who was a landscape contractor, uh, and was a friend of the Thoreau's, uh, for over, you know, uh, had been over to their house and 
many occasions over the years. And uh, he came to visit them after he had heard about this kind of this whole thing after the like Thoreau at this point had become popular. Like he they knew about it. There were there were news stories being printed about him in the Weekly World News, um, National Examiner, tabloids, things like that. The guy was kind of a, a phenomenon for a hot second. Um, so <laughs> Robert came to visit them and he had said that he had brought them uh, a bottle of or a vial of holy water from St. Joseph's in Canada. And uh, he offered it to uh, the good Canadian, the good Canadian holy water. The That's good the Canadian good stuff. holy water. That's the good okay. stuff right there. Yeah. Um, and he offered it to uh, to Maurice and Maurice said, no, I don't want it. And Nancy was in the room at the same time. And she said, no, look, look what he brought all the way from Canada. Like you should take it. And Nancy pushed the vial toward him calling him Frenchie, you know, Frenchie, take it. He said, no, I don't want it now. And, um, so Nancy took the, took the water says here, I'll just put some on you. And she, they said that she sprinkled the holy water on Maurice's forehead. And they said the instant that the drops hit his head, Maurice's body, uh, went stiff and blood began to seep from his mouth. Some powerful Canadian holy water right there. Yeah, so there were there were a lot of there were a lot of those uh, examples of him being of you know having a certain aversion <laughs> in in uh, the wonderful Northern Mysteries uh, documentary about this case. Um, they said at one point uh, they were going to the local church, the local Catholic church rectory, and uh, there was a there was a uh, stairs outside the building which were um, notably steep, and when they got to the top of the stairs. Maurice, you know, almost flung, was almost flung backwards, somersaulted backwards down the stairs and then, you know, hit the bottom. Nancy went down to see what was wrong with him and he he wasn't even hurt. Couldn't even enter the church. That's fucked up. So now (sighs) what, what happens now? Cause he, I read, I read he had, he ends up having multiple exorcisms. Well, Well, they call him the big guns. Yeah, so he's he he's he's nationally famous at this point. So everybody kind of knows of him. So uh and and you know, the the town's not really sh- sure what to do. Um Nancy doesn't know what to do. And the local the local church has actually kind of got not gotten into it, but people have telling me like, "Well, what are you going to do?" And um at least one person, I think um it was Reverend uh, Reverend Walter Harris, who was the spokesman for the Boston Archdiocese, didn't really he expressed a reluctance to kind of take on exorcisms because at this point, you know, he he's quoted saying that in my 21 years of the priesthood, I've never seen or heard of a genuine case of possession. You know, he, he felt that the advancement of psychology kind of puts a whole new view on these kinds of cases. So he didn't really want to push for an exorcism or anything like that. So enter the world famous Ed and Lorraine Warren. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they're world. They're like they're famous paranormal investigators, aren't they? Not pretty much. Right. They're, absolutely. They're the ghost yeah. hunters. I'm sorry. Was that scam artist? Did you say? No, <laughs> no, Andrew. No, they were American paranormal investigators. And oh, okay. The OGs, right? The OGs. Ed was Ed was a self-taught, self-professed demonologist. Uh, you know, he's a author, lecturer, and Lorraine was said to be a clairvoyant and also a light trance medium. 
who <laughs> who they work together, so they're the perfect pair, right? Of course. Um, they founded the New England Society for Psychic Research, um, which is the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. So that's pretty neat. Um, they're you know one of their their famous or what kind of made them famous was they were one of the first to investigate the Amityville haunting, which was made famous by the you know the mm-hmm. movies, which are pretty great. You know, get out <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, when I when I look at Lorraine Warren, I automatically think of Tangina from uh, Poltergeist, the the film Poltergeist. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's exactly what I think too. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> I have exercised the demon. Like that's what I that's what I always think about. Uh, uh, yeah, Caroline, she was, uh, don't oh. go into the light, Caroline. <laughs> like, that's what that's what I fucking think about. Um, at one point, so they're, they're so convinced that Maurice is, uh, the real deal and have no ulterior motives. Um, they bring him to a doctor in town. Um, and to this doctor gives him a checkup because, uh, you know, they're letting him know that he, every now and then he's got crosses are starting to appear scratched into his skin and stuff. And this medical professional at the time says, He's there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing physically wrong with him. There's nothing mentally wrong with him. There, he's completely fine. And Ed loses his shit on the doctor, saying like he doesn't know anything and that they're gonna go get another opinion because this doctor's a quack and he obviously isn't listening to the struggles that Maurice and his family are having with whatever's happening to Maurice. So they leave, and shortly after leaving, um, for some reason that I couldn't figure out why. Maurice in the car somehow takes off his shirt and reveals that he's got a fresh uh, crucif- or a cross scratched into his back. I don't know why if he just said, oh, look, I have a scratch now or, or whatever. But they ran right back to the doctor's office to show the doctor who was not impressed either way. At this yeah, why would new he cross. Be? Yeah, we just yeah, ripped exactly. around the corner and etched a quick fucking cross in the back of this guy. Yeah, can so I he go, was like... Can I go in on these fucking Warrens for a quick sec? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Get, get yeah. on the Warrens. So, like like Dan said, these guys were famous for the Amityville Horror. Before that, in the 50s and 60s, they were exclusively known as, like, the, the fucking Ghostbusters, basically. <laughs> okay. Nah, 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 nah. Turn 1977. You know, right around the exact fucking time that The Exorcist came out, all of a sudden, ghosts turned to demons and they started fucking jumping all over this exorcism train. Before that, before the movie came out, they hadn't done fucking one single exorcism. Mm. Now, that's their bread and butter, right? And then all you have to do is go through their, go through their fucking little, their history. Basically, look at just for examples, the Amityville, uh, the Amityville horror. What ended up happening with that fucking book deal, movie deals, right? Go look at the a haunting in Connecticut where basically it was about a teenager named Arnie Johnson who was murdered, who murdered his landlord while possessed by demons. Supposedly he had inherited this demon from a little boy and the Warrens were called in to exercise, exercise these demons. Well, this guy's brother who you know, they tried to get off of this murder rap, wound up suing the Warrens on the grounds that his brother was actually mentally ill and not possessed at all and that he needed help from doctors, right? Apparently the Warrens promised this guy's family that they'd become millionaires if they just went along with the fucking plot. 
Well, and and see, here's a good. That's a good point to bring up now. At this point, why would like maybe even not that much money? But there's a reason why times might be tough for Maurice at this stage in his life, 1982, because in 1976 he was convicted of the rape of a minor and was serving five years probation. So I'm sure that really hurt his job prospects at the time. Well, like I'm, I'm looking right now, I have a list of like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine different cases that these Warrens worked on that ended up with fucking book deals and massive publicity stunts. Well, right? and that's and the thing is that something they, shady. No one's like, I think everyone can agree that they're, they've sensationalized all their work. So if there was any hint of truth, you've got to look at it, everything they write as BS because they've sensationalized so many of what they say happened. Seems like good business, oh, though. Man, it, well, and then you look at you look at fucking uh, old Frenchie's case, and you fucking look at the 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 list, the actual list of the fucking check mark, the things that you need to check off for a fucking possession, and it's like fucking textbook. Oh yeah, speaking in tongues, being at two places at once, fucking superhuman strength. You know what I mean? The only thing he's fucking missing is puking fucking pea juice over on, <laughs> on all his fucking family members. Like well, he did do that. It's just. It's fucking comical. Well, he, he, it's, it's, <laughs> he projectile puked on you know his family. I mean? Yeah, projectile vomit. But they said that a couple of times there was like a, some sort of yellow substance substance uh, leaking from his mouth uh, during some of the possessions um, uh, exorcisms. Sorry. And and, it, and they so they they obviously have a motive into this. And like Andrew is saying with them, yeah, they want to exercise the demons. They want to exercise their bank accounts. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but that doesn't mean that what was ha- there wasn't something happening to Maurice because, uh, you know, he was, you know, you have claims from before the Warrens come came in here. Now the claims when they come, all of a sudden, like they jump through the roof. So Dan, just I might be wrong in this. Maybe you know more, but like, an an exorcism has to go through the Vatican. It doesn't have to like you know I thought like you, if maybe that's like, just the movie I mean it doesn't it doesn't have to go through the Vatican I mean usually the, the I'm pretty sure the archbishop like in the area kind of has the the whole say it doesn't have to go through the like you don't have to send you know word to the Vatican you don't have to send like a, a, a request form to to the Pope and be like <laughs> hey we need to do a we need to do an exorcism over there and he's got to send it down through like a cardinal through all those people uh Put I'm pretty sure it just has it. to go through usually the I think the the bishop of the like the archbishop of the area um has to has to weigh in and pretty much assign um like they do an assessment and then they have to assign uh like they'll usually assign a priest that they know or usually trust to carry out the the actual exorcism right so, so. they convince let's let's get into the first exorcism they they hold an exorcism that with uh, what was the bit what's do you the have bishop, the first bishop is it yeah, robert the, uh, is it uh, no timothy timothy harrington timothy right yes so they get him to come and look at this case serious well, enough I mean, that they decide. I mean, his wasn't technically. It wasn't like they did the first. They did the first exorcism with uh, Bishop Timothy with Bishop Harrington, um, but it wasn't like a formal exorcism. 
I feel really? like I, I feel like when you become an adult, you cannot you can no longer be called Timothy. You have to be a Tim. You gotta be good. Like, you gotta show no a Tim. named Timothy. I agree. <laughs> like I just I can't Timothy. I can't take him serious. I just call him oh, I just call him Bishop <laughs> Harrington. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> um so Bishop Harrington, like when when they brought him in, um he was actually called in uh by the the Catholic priest, Father Beardsley, who was familiar with uh, Maurice's case at the time. And so he called in the bishop and he came in and he, um, you know, they, they just talked about, he said he kind of just talked to him. Um, the, the Warrens were, were given to kind of comment on how he gave off this kind of aura of just like, you know, calm and, and soothing as, as I guess a bishop would. Um, and, he kind of just did this exorcism where it was just kind of, he just made up his mind. It was kind of like a snap, just being like, Maurice, I'm going to say a prayer for you. And he just began. And they said, as soon as the prayer began, Maurice's face began to change. Uh, they said his forehead melt. swelled. Um, they were remarked on his eyes seemed to take on a sadistic gleam. Um, they even said that he, uh, like, there was a change in his tone of voice to a kind of deep guttural sound, and uh, and they said that uh, he's quoted as saying, "I am in the depths of this man's soul," and it the kind of growling and and sputtering that kind of happened uh, while until he finished, and then after he had finished the the prayer. Uh, Maurice seemed to kind of recover, become more of himself and kind of, and he said he asked for a cigarette and, uh, you know, him and the Bishop had a smoke. <laughs> so if you're watching the live screen, the live stream, it's, we have a, a actual picture of what Maurice's face looked like when he was possessed. You can see it right there. <laughs> <laughs> in that top, in that top right corner. It's top right or yeah. just dead center. Terrifying. Take a pick. Terrifying. Right there. No, but we actually have. So I'm Dan. Are you talking about the video? Is this the one where he's in the white shirt? No, that's not. Nope, that's not the that's one. Not that's not the same one? video. That's no. not the same one. That's, so that's the first one. So that's the first one. The second one is the first. The second one where he's well, in, in the chair. No, that's the third one. That's the third one where he's wiping right. his face. So they had they had another exorcism, um, uh, because this one kind of it, it lasted for some time. They said that he kind of. It lasted for a little bit, but then kind of this this stuff kind of the occurrences kind of abated, and then later uh, things started happening again. And so before uh, the bishop could con Bishop Harrington, same guy, he's still in contact with them. Before he would kind of authorize or consider doing a formal exorcism, he sent two Catholic lay healers to meet with uh, father Beardsley who had contacted him uh, prior to this and, uh, and meet with the Thoreau's. So these were um, Jesse Curtis and Mike Logia or Logia. I'm not sure. Um, and they kind of did the same thing. Um, they, they, uh, you know, had Marie sit in a, in a chair and they positioned themselves on either side of him and, you know, uh, each placed a hand on his head and began uh, praying. And so the kind of, they said the same thing happened. Uh, his body stiffened. Um, it seemed like he was going through some kind of electric shock and they just, uh, they said he had some sort of booming laughter while they were, while they were doing this. Oh, and, um, oh, oh. 
and even some sort of blood and what they say is a substance that seemed similar to yellow glue was just coming out of his mouth. So there you get your projectile vomiting. Why now? Why is that? Why is check that off the box? What's the theory on this substance? This yellow substance, like is Uh, just fucking bile leaking out of your whole body or what? It could be whatever. It could be concentrated evil. Like I don't know. (laughs) It's a what's the what's the shit when you the ghost leave behind ectoplasm? Ectoplasm, yeah. The ectoplasm oozing. Well, the, the demon breaks into our yeah. reality and causes this yellow vomit. The other problem is, the other problem that I have with it as well is that they say like all these people witness it, but all the accounts, there's like the the church has really distanced themselves from this. So like you can't get their accounts of it. So the only accounts are Nancy, uh, Nancy and then Ed and Lorraine Warren who are just recounting what Nancy has told them. So it's not like they're like, yeah, we had tons of witnesses, but it's like, well, the church, the church doesn't really say that they were part of the second one. Like it, the story is that, but like this church has now since, since this all has gone down, the church has distanced themselves from this story. Right. So, you know, eventually uh, down the road, uh, Bishop Harrington suggested that father Delaney, go ahead and, and perform, uh, you know, the actual exorcism, but father Delaney didn't really call it an exorcism. He seemed to refer to it as a a deliverance. And this was like the kind of, this was the third one, but not like an official exorcism. So they said this, this, it was almost an exact replay of what happened, uh, when the, the, the lay healers had come. So, you know, stiffening of the body uh blood and yellow substance coming out of his mouth and uh but they said that no sound came from maurice uh during this time um he just afterwards uh maurice seemed just exhausted and depressed uh so no levitation you would be No no levitation at this point i don't think so um so finally uh this would be the this would be i guess the the official exorcism was carried out by uh bishop robert mckenna of With our the lady of ed and lorraine of course right they got called you got to so call on the big guns what makes this one official was it sponsored by pepsi or something like that well this <laughs> is of our lady here. the rosary chapel i the, bishop robert mckenna was actually going to use uh what's known as the roman ritual which is the actual text that uh the catholic church uses for exorcism so he was ready for this, and um, he even uh, fasted. I believe he had fasted. I guess it's, uh, something like twenty days before doing this. Before you're you're supposed to fast for twenty days um, before you carry out this exorcism. So he went into the he went. You know they went in hard <laughs> with for the final. Um, you're supposed to fast long enough to the point where you get so hypoglycemic, you start seeing things and actually believe that your fucking exorcism's real. It's when you're ready to cross over into the spirit well, world. And you're probably fucking starving. And that, that's what that fucking yellow liquid is. Your fucking body's eating itself from the inside. Well, no, 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 no. That's Bishop. No, the bishop isn't. has to fast. Not, oh, not the Maurice. Maurice is just, sounds like Maurice has got a nasty chest infection. Wait, wait, wait. And he's bringing up some nasty lungs. So the priest mm. has to fast to the point they're at hallucination and then they perform Not, no like they <laughs> just have to fast for 20 days i do 20 days fuck yeah i'd be i'd be everybody would look like a fucking cheeseburger after 20 days no <laughs> i mean it's not like 20 days i mean i think it's pretty much from sun up to sundown like it's 
that kind of fast. Like it's not oh, the whole no, thing. It's only one day. Not one day. I'm just saying that like he fasted before he did this. I'm not sure. I'm not 100 sure on the number. I'm not 100 percent sure okay, so. on the number of days. But he did fast before he decided to perform this. Um, kind of took all the took all the precautions. You know, went through the full uh, uh, the full preparations for this exorcism. So this, so this was the official one. This was number two then. No, this was the final. This one. was the this final would, one. This is the final right. one sponsored the by final. Pepsi. Okay, right. so this is the one. This is the one sponsored by Pepsi. Right, and this is the one yeah. that they have the video of that we, you know, Zell just put up. So he's sitting, so, in, he's sitting in a chair. He's got wrinkly face. It's kind of blurry. Right. So the Warrens and they're uh, we're here. We're we're present at this, and so were uh, their assistants, and you know, operating the cameras and things like this. So you had the and Nancy. Uh, right now, now right here. Right. What? What are they trying to zoom in here? They're like, have it fucking. Is that- well, they're saying that uh, prior to this, like his face was normal. And at this point right here, what you're seeing is that they said that uh, part of his face, like his face took on this kind of change. And then on here, they said that, you know, I, it, you know, the film stock's bad. It's not it's not great. Um, so they <laughs> said they claimed that his skin started to kind of bubble and they said that it, if you can see the dark line uh on it on the side of his forehead there they said that it was actually like um like a fissure of some type kind of like looks had opened up on the side of his head like it started to crack open just looks like a really really bad wrinkle it'd be but it, it, it's true you, you only well you only notice it on the side on the one side of his face right but he that's what they, that's what they said they observed he looks doesn't look right <laughs> Yeah, That's he looks like a fucked up old man. And here's the, here's the thing that really bugs me with this uh with this exorcism is so like the the footage is like no more than a minute a minute and a half or whatever. There's not a lot of it. Um before this Ed and Lorraine claim that like they had to pull off his shoes. He was having all these like dogma or what is it called with the stigma what if it's stigmata term called? Stigmata. stigmata all like the wounds were forming and his shoes filled up with blood and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, where's the footage of that? Yeah. Where's the good, show us the like, good stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like one shot of that, like, boom, is this, this, no this is all we got. This is, his, this is a shot of his full. Now his whole face looks a little more fucked up. You can't really and, see his eyes. And then before, before the camera started rolling, they said that he was uh, speaking Latin backwards. And I'm like, Okay, well, I'm assuming they would, because if someone just started speaking Latin backwards, one of you guys, one, I would have no idea you're speaking Latin backwards yeah. <laughs> ever. I'd just be like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying, let alone Latin. I wouldn't be like, that sounds Latin, but backwards. So like, <laughs> I would have to assume that they had a recording and they're like, maybe play that back. They're like, oh my God, it's Latin. Where's Whoa. that recording? I was like, yeah. I don't believe that shit at all. Where's at the good all. shit? Like he, and then they were like, he, they were like the smell that he was giving off. He smelled so bad and he was crazy. And like, look how dark his face are and his eyes. I was like, I was like, that doesn't look like skin boiling. It looks like just like I've seen people, I've seen older people that have lived on the streets who have shit like that. It's just like bumpy skin, like fucking just a dark complexion. And especially if he's in the thralls of mental illness at all, maybe he's not showering. Maybe he's, you know what I mean? Like sweating profusely because he's having these delusions. 
So yeah, like maybe that's where the smell comes from. But this like this video, I watch this video and I try. I really I these are things I love. These videos of like proof. This is proof of a possession. And I look at that video and they're like, look at the fissure open up. I'm like, I don't see it. What, yeah, what I do fissure? not what do we like, have any I see, do we have any before and after pictures though? Like No, no, do they don't. If his face goes back to normal after this, do we know this whole case is pretty thin, gotta say. When you're searching, like you search for stuff, a lot of stuff, like there's not, a, there's not a lot of quality. Sources. Yeah. The, the Hence, pretty much the only sources you have to go on is the actual book, which is, you know, I read it in preparation for this case, Satan's harvest, which was co which was co-authored by the Warrens and Thoreau himself. So, and, and it Thoreau also says went on, he went on a book it says tour. It's a re, yeah. And it says it's a reconstruction. It doesn't say it's exactly what happened because there are parts in the book that are written where, you know, the authors wouldn't have been around for anything. It's like into, it was just moments between, uh, you know, where Maurice was either by himself or, uh, you know, uh, you know, Maurice and Nancy were together by themselves and you can really, you know, you wouldn't be able to confirm, you wouldn't be able to kind of corroborate any anything story. Yeah. Um, I'm so just waiting one day for one of these pricks to not have a fucking book deal, man. Like, it just doesn't work for me. Well, it's it's one like he suffered from like he was had full on demonic possession. He says, but yeah, he could still travel around and sell books. Well, I know because he was what? the extra. The demons have been exercised. Well, he was able one. to travel books until he died. Well, and so <laughs> yeah, okay, and let's, let's he, go. Let's so go through he, that. This then. exorcism worked. Did it ish. worked ish for a bit? Worked, it, <laughs> yeah, it that, worked that long enough. It worked long enough on to go face. on a tour. The demon poured out of his fucking little, you know, crater on his face <laughs> and left. Yeah, I didn't. I you know, I didn't. From what I was reading in the Satan's Harvest stuff, I didn't read anything about him going on the tour of the, uh, the book tour uh, specifically. But after this, like after this exorcism, uh, the last one, the final one, uh, they kind of said that Maurice. Uh, became more of himself. Uh, he was, he, he seemed nicer, kinder than he had, than he had been before. Um, not, not as abusive. A little boost in that, the bank account. will do that for some, you know, so he was, he was doing, he was doing pretty good. Of course, you know, the Warrens, uh, stayed in contact with, with the Rose because they were like, you know, there's like with, with these kinds of things, there's always a chance of relapse with uh, demonic possession cases and things like Sorry, that. So I think you mean sequels. There's always a chance of sequels. sequels. <laughs> <laughs> and Ching. so, I, you know, it came down to eventually that, you know, one day I believe, uh, you know, it was, it was preceded by Maurice marching down to the local police station and he had told them, this was uh, February 24th, 1985. He walked into the Warren Police Department uh, asking, requesting that the department take all of his rifles that he owned. That's right. And if, you know, if he came in to, to, to ask for the firearms, they were, they were not to give them to him um, because he wouldn't be himself or he might not be himself. You know, that, that didn't go all too well because at, at, I believe at one point, you know, uh, he was, you know, they, they reported that he had been waiting at some point, like back home, he ended up well, like waiting in the basement, right? Well, no, what did they split up first? So after that, the marching of the guns, uh, right around that time, he's also charged 
for again um, sexual misconduct with one of his oh, uh, right. underage stepdaughters. Uh, so right. I'm guessing his. So I'm guessing that's Shit. it's Nancy's daughter. So they right. split up. Oh. Nancy cites that he's too violent. He's going up and downs. He's volatile. And now there's these allegations of sexual misconduct. They were stayed or they were not approved, but that's not because they didn't have a case or people say, oh, it's because he claimed it was the demons that made him do it. No, they they dropped the charges because the witness basically was refusing to testify and was being very difficult in the case. So if you don't have your number one witness, your star witness going to testify, it's very hard, especially on those kind of accusations. It's really comes down to like what they say. Um, so needless to say, home life for Maurice now is not good. So he's now been thrown out of his house. And like Dan said, he gave his guns to the, the police. But again, that's just in the book. I was like, I couldn't find any substantiated claims of like, the co- like any of the sheriffs or the cops that are verifying this. And if he's accused of a violent crime, I don't know how it works in the States. Yeah. And, and it's 85. But here, if like, if you're accused of violent crime and stuff, a lot of conditions that you'll be put on are no weapons condition right away. Doesn't right. matter and if they you were, used a weapon and him or and not. Nancy were, him and Nancy were separated, but they were, all, I believe she had already filed for divorce as well. Yeah. So but, sh- shit but was like, shit was not going to get... <laughs> My point is, is that he's, they, they claim that they claim that they went and turned in the guns, but I'm not sure that wouldn't, he would, if, if the, if the charge of the sexual misconduct is before this incident, I'm not entirely convinced that they weren't required by law to turn in the guns because of having committed like the allegations of being on probation and he's a previous offender, right? from yeah. 1976 where he served five years probation that there wouldn't be some st- sort of weapons ban or some, I don't know that, but that's where my mind goes to after I've heard all these other things, the truth being stretched. But however, like Dan said, this takes a dark turn, uh, living on his own. Maurice, uh, one day breaks back into his old house and hides in the basement with a shotgun. That he should have uh, turned. He in. waits for, I guess so. It doesn't really say. I think he might have. I think he might have actually borrowed it from somebody. Like I think there was a. I think there. I can't remember. I think I read something where he had actually borrowed it from somebody. He had turned in his guns, but he borrowed that shotgun from another person. Can you imagine? Old Frenchie comes banging on your door. Oh, hey man, you're the guy from the National Enquirer that was possessed by a demon. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Can I borrow a shotgun? Yeah, sure, man. Why not? Well, I, guess I might have no been. I might have been watching another cold case. Either way, he had, he so had a shotgun. Not. Anyways, he had a shotgun. <laughs> he had a shotgun. Yeah, so he waits there. Uh, when Nancy comes home, he uh, grabs her. A struggle ensues. He tries to point the gun at her. Uh, she f- fights it away and runs out the door. Uh, he shoots through the wall and hits her on the left side, injuring her. Uh, not life-threatening, but serious injuries. He then goes outside, grabs her from the ground, drags her back inside, sits her down at the dining table, sits across from her and uh, says like, you're not going to forget this. And then turns the gun on himself and shoots himself in the head. He said, he he said, you will, you will remember this forever. Yeah. You'll remember Mm. this forever. That's what it was. And shoots himself in the head. And what what does she say? What does she She say? She says, oh man. Oh Oh, man. man. 
Dude, it's such like when I was like, I didn't believe that. And I actually watched an interview of her saying that because I was like, that's some action movie shit at the end of one of these yeah, fucking <laughs> movies where you're like, oh, man, like the, the tormented wife after all this exorcism. And Keep I looked up in the interview. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> a, some motherfuckers always be trying to ice skate uphill. Uh, it's been revoked. It's been revoked. <laughs> it's been I, I am the law. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't believe it. And then I I watched an interview where she was like, "When the second he pulled the trigger, it's all I could say was, oh, man." And I was like, and then she was also she said that he was like fighting with the gun, like he didn't want to shoot himself in the head. And I was like, "Okay, I think Nancy's a terrible person." And this is just popping up. Maybe she's not. Maybe this was terrible. But I was like, I don't. That's like an action movie. Oh, Amen. I don't believe yeah. it. Doesn't just doesn't seem believable to me. Well, and it, like, not not and to it, mention too, like they there was a, a a struggle ensued, and this guy's supposed to be possessed by a fucking demon, making him super strong. And you really think this lady could get away from a fucking super strong demon? No, this is what so. I read: is that when he said "Amen," then he proceeded to struggle with the shotgun, and ended up putting it in his mouth and killed himself. Oh shit! He one lined himself. That's what I read. Is that not right? No, oh, she man. said it. No, she said it. As soon as he shot himself, sure she, she said, said she said, Amen. As soon as as soon as he shot himself. Oh, a, That's well, what she after said. He shot, after she And I'm like, okay. I don't think I mean I it's it's that's a tough one because I hope I never see someone shoot themselves, but I can't imagine being like, oh man after i just can't believe oh man it's like it's to me it's like i go instantly go to like she's she's been kind of a little bit brainwashed by the warrens right and their movie deals and shit and she goes what would be the best finish to this story that i could sell and make a quick buck i know i said i looked at him in the eye and he pulled the trigger and i said amen i mean mean, they were they were church going people it's true like, and I, someone I, died I right in front of you if you were a churchgoer you probably said uh, yeah what else would you say no. like you just i mean either she was praying in her head or whatever because you know thinking this dude's it, gonna shoot him I listen i i've i haven't seen someone do it right in front of my fucking eyes but i've seen the aftermath i've smelt it i've been in the presence of it and you're not gonna fucking sit there cool as cucumbers being like oh man Oh man! I figured she would scream and run out, run the fuck out of there. Oh, but here, actually, shitty. not to mention a, this chick has been fucking shot in the arm. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Let's not forget about like, that. No, like and I don't. This is stupid. <laughs> it's uh, it also <laughs> this is stupid. Angie. <laughs> well, it's I. It's weird because like when you read this and you look at it, you go, none of this now sounds real. But then you go. Maurice really killed himself in front of Nancy by all accounts. But like every other aspect, I feel like it's someone trying to sell this story and manipulate this story for money. Maybe he and got Kurt Cobain. Maybe fucking Nancy pulled the trigger. You know, no, I don't think that I think, I think what we have, I think this case to me boils down to someone with some serious, some serious childhood trauma that has developed some serious mental health issues that at the well, time in the mid eighties, we were not good at diagnosing. Well, here, like I can, I can riff on that just a little bit. So they say there's, there was a, a research done by the university of Liverpool that found that children who experienced severe trauma were three times as likely to suffer from schizophrenia. Just three times. Okay. 
Three times. Which is pretty substantial. So wait, wait, and then what's, you look, what's the rate you, you of schizophrenia? Pardon like, me? What's, what are the chances of schizophrenia normally to be three times more likely? Oh, good question. Not near close to that much, I'd imagine. But Anyways. Basically, this guy's fucking, this guy, like, you, you can sit there and look at the, the symptoms of a de- demonic possessions. And right away, you look at stuff like hysteria, mania, psychosis, epilepsy and the major ones schizophrenia the fucking the the definitions like textbook of what this guy's experiencing abnormal behavior strange speech decreased ability to understand reality uh fits of rage false beliefs unclear or confused thinking hearing voices that don't exist reduced social engagement and emotional expression and lack of motivation i'd say that's pretty much uh right across the board so so in my mind there's a few things here Maurice is a down as luck, shitty human being. He's known to be a diddler. He's been making bad decisions his entire life. The guy didn't really have a good chance at life to begin with the way he was treated growing up. And watched The Exorcist and decided to try and fucking make a buck on it. this situation. Or this guy had some extreme childhood traumas. When was an undiagnosed schizophrenic. And there's this thing called esoteric esoteric causality, which refers to a a mental patient's belief that an external force is, is, or partially responsible for their mental illness and behavior. So if you believe it, so there was a, so there, yeah. So they completely believe that whatever's causing them to be this way is done to some type of external force. There was a study done in 1988 where the researchers sought to determine the, the percentage of patients who suffer from mental illness that actually believe in this esoteric causation and fucking 54.9% in 1988 believed in esoteric causality. Which I would totally be on board with. But the thing is, is that from the reports, he never claimed to have been under the influence of a malevolent force. Like he never, he never said that de- he never stooped to the devil made me do it. No. Uh, but here, and Andrew, just touching on your point about schizophrenia, they say it's 10%. So in, in childhood trauma, that would bring it up to 30%. So substantial like increase. Wait, 10% of chi- children get schizophrenia? The chance of having... Uh, oh, never mind. Sorry. If you're brother or sister, then you have a chance. What are the odds of developing? Well, yeah, but here, 1%. Not only brother and sister, but I guarantee you his father was suffering from fucking the exact same shit he was. Yeah. For sure. Oh, 100%. Right, you can, yeah, but this is. I think it's a little more stark and sinister. I think that he was schizophrenic, undiagnosed all these years. Uh, that's why his males marriages failed and his relationships failed. And then he met Nancy, and I think Nancy was a little bit of a religious kook. And I think Nancy's the one that started this possession, right? You have to be possessed. Like that's her logical explanation of for what's happening Ooh, to that's him. That's good. As like he's that. slipping into and and because I and the reason I say this is because previously I can't really discuss, but I've had the opportunity to talk with some people who have some serious, serious mental health issues and have done some serious crimes. And the waves they go through, like you'll be talking to a normal person, just completely normal, and in half an hour, something just sets them off, and they're it's gone. It's 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 like they're in Wonderland. It's crazy, and I've seen that firsthand. So I think that's what was happening to Maurice. But then he met Ed and uh, Lorraine, 
right? And they brought in, and now you have all these people like enabling his mental health, right? Cause they're yeah. like, they're like almost perpetuating it. Right. So now he's in the thralls of it. And that's why I think he comes to, and he's kind of normally in his bouts where he's normal. And now you have these people perpetuating this meant like enabling him almost right. They're getting fucking priests to come and do exercises on him. Like I can't imagine with someone with that kind of mental health, like, like buying into that fantasy, what the damage of that could be. But I bet it's crazy. Like, I bet if you were like to told a doctor, like, Hey, do you have any schizophrenia? Like, this is what I want to do with them. They'd be like, are you fucking kidding? Like, you can't do that with like a, a schiz- like you can't play into the delusions. Yeah. So I think that's what was happening. And I think that sent him off on a, I think that just made him worse than ever because it was giving almost, it was giving a voice to his mental health his mental health issues like his schizophrenia and it was like then he started to buy into that possession thing in his psychosis which led uh, him to sid, kill nancy what did sid and nancy teach us you can't trust a nancy <laughs> but you just can't can't i that's that's what i think i think he was exploited back when they didn't really know a lot about mental health issues uh and he was just exploited because I really exactly. like that theory. Well, they, really those two wrote opinion. how many books? You said nine books. Yeah, yeah. So well, well, and the fact that even when the case of the chick was got shot in the arm and got her fucking ex husband blowing his head off right in front of her, and she was still willing to fucking, you know, make it somewhat theatrical and sell it, like it just goes to show you this lady's twisted, man. Well, you th- you would think yeah. that any yeah. any lady who would fall for this man, like obviously. She would know him like she would know his antics early on. Maybe not necessarily like the full schizophrenic, but like you would see like the little fits of rage here and there. Like you would, she would kind of know who who she was or who who he was. So, well, he was somewhat famous, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, she knew what she was getting into. So it's probably not as much of a shock when he ended up killing himself in the end. I don't know. I don't think he was actually famous when him and Nancy no. met. Not when they met. He was it's famous after. That's why I'm saying yeah. I think it was a slow build and like he's in the thralls of mental health. They're going to doctors and when he's at doctors, maybe he's not having, you know, he's not in the thralls of psychosis because I bet it's impossible to get him there when he's in these psychotic episodes. He's not just going to be like, yeah, sure, let's go to the doctor. So it's probably when he's normally goes and he's like, they're like, oh, he's doing this and this. And they're like, you're fine. You, you seem fine. Because he probably oh, I'll did. I'll tell you right now, we've it, trying to corral somebody in fucking psychosis in the back of an ambulance. Holy shit. Nine yeah, times so out of 10, they have to be sedated. They super That's why strength? I'm thinking like. they have, Oh, fuck yeah. They Remember that guy I was telling you about that was eating his clothes oh, not too yeah. long ago? That guy. Oh, man. Like that took. That guy took eight of us to try and pin him down to sedate him. That's fucking crazy. Well, it's, man, it's nuts what these people are ca- capable of. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, so that's where, that's where I think on it. That's yeah. As far like when I think of dump, like demonic possession, like it, it's a fun, uh, horror movie topic. But I'm like, when they start saying like, Oh, a cross came like, scratched into his thing or like a cro- uh, upside down cross bulge out of his belly. You're like, why, why cross? Why does it got to go like Christianity? There's like a thousand religions. Why are like, do it do demons in different religions? Like these things, like in every different, like different religions that have different, like sacred artifacts are those things in their like demonic possessions getting like grounded, like cut into their bodies or how does it work? Well, I mean, there are different 
kind of uh i mean they're around the world they're like they're different types of like spirit possessions and but usually the i mean you, you could probably either chalk it up to epilepsy or psychosis or things like that most, most of the the common the common symptoms that you see of spirit possession are you know uh chills uncontrollable shaking uh things like that um tonic colonic fucking movements Right. So you just get like, um, there's, I, I think really Christian, um, the, the Christian idea of possession is usually the ones that you see with like marks on the, this ones that's associated with kind of like uh Christian iconography, either scratched into the, um, that's what I mean. The flesh or things like that. You don't really get the, you don't get the stigmatas. You don't get, you get that kind of stuff in other that I've come across. Um, most of the most of the spirit possessions around the world is just that kind of a change um, in in personality. So yeah, schizophrenia could kind of uh, you know be a perhaps be a, a, a diagnosis for some of them. Right. Um, so that's what I mean, though. Like, so in Christianity, it's the spiritual possession. They call it demonic possession, and they associate rosary and holy water. But really, you can take that same. It's just that's just the names given to it. It's really around the world. It's just like spiritual. You could say spiritual possession is really just schizophrenia. And then every if it depending on religion is where all of that kind of stuff comes from. Because it's not if it was like if it was really the cross helped the demon, you would see you would hear about the cross all over the world, and you do not. Right. So yeah, like I mean, that's a good point. So you got to get um, you know. They do have in other religions, there are types of, you know, uh, exorcisms or purifications, those kind of things to um, get the spirits out. And, I, you know, a lot of the uh, it's all the same thing. It's like whatever, whatever method or um, technique you're using to exercise the demons will will trigger some sort of reaction in the the person who is. Right, I'm getting corrected here. I said Christian when it, I should have said Catholic. 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 Catholic is the rosary. They all use the cross, so let's not let's not get crazy here, people. <laughs> Every, God, tell. God, I'm Don't use the word. One has a half naked guy on it. The other one doesn't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, my my, re- um, my religious stance has been well rooted in previous episodes. So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's again. I go back to like the they claim to have all these eyewitnesses, but all the witnesses are the people directly linked to profiting from this story being true, right? Like it's Nancy, it's the Warrens, like anyone third party, like the cops, all like the cops involved. Or he was like one of the cops is like, I don't believe that he any of that was real. I think he was faking it, and he was just a predator. Mm -hmm. Even his sister came out to say that it was bullshit. Yeah, All the his priests sis- that were involved that weren't on the payroll tried to distance themselves from it. Like it's just yeah. Let's get into his sister for a bit because she gets she gets a lot of heat for coming out after he died and being like he was just an actor, fucking con artist. Like the guys was just doing it for the money, uh, and people are like, "Well, it's easy for her to say that now." And I'm like, "Yeah, because he's dead, hundred percent. That's why because he he seems fucking crazy. It seems like he was having some major issues, and it's not like you're gonna come out publicly and like say something because he's unbalanced. So you're probably scared. Yeah. 
I think she made the right decision considering he went running around town with a fucking shotgun and tried to kill his ex-wife. So, yeah. So no, it's just um, mental illness is no joke. It's no joke, and this like this stuff happens all the time and goes undiagnosed. And a lot of times it ends today, up today. We're way better. Way better. Oh yeah, obviously way better now. Today. Yeah, there's way better. Uh, I think. I think the Catholic Church Church has definitely moved away from. Actually, you know what? I think it's actually like they had a point where they were very um, like exorcism had only kind of died out, and then probably the whole movie of you know the whole kind of exorcist craze when the Exorcist came out kind of brought it back. So it's they're they're. They're definitely not like running out there doing exorcisms on every single person out there. They're a lot better at diagnosing. Like I said, they've become a lot better at diagnosing uh, psychological problems or things like that. Yeah, I mean, oh, man. I don't, even today, I'm not. I'm like, I'm a shit. You not where you can still go to calls for status seizures and epileptics and have people sitting there being like, "It's fine." They don't need to go to the hospital. We're praying for them. And you're just like, okay. Uh, like, it's, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's funny too, because like Dan was touching on earlier, but like epileptic seizures, like tonic colonic movements, the, con- the contracting and the extending of the muscles, the they foaming at the mouth, arch their back the, and con- writhe the around. Con- the, the contorting of the body. You know what I mean? Those are all textbook fucking movie scenes from a, from a possession. And then you get this postictal period, right? Which could last anywhere from half an hour to an hour to fucking few hours following the seizure. Whereas this time where your brain is trying to reset and you're completely confused and disorientated. And a lot of times people don't know who they are, where they are, and they come up very angry. Come up, you know come I mean? up swinging Which, again. Come up. I've had my ass kicked a few times by <laughs> postictal people. Like I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Like it's, I don't know. And then you, uh, and then you look at, go for it. I've had that. I, I, a woman had a seizure in save on and, uh, <laughs> I, I just had first aid and I got peed on. But when she woke up, she was like fighting with me. She was like, get off me, get off me. And I was like, like you're, you've had a seizure. She didn't believe me and thought I was just like pinned her down to the ground. That's a postictal period, man. Yeah, it was weird. Totally. Crazy. You're like trying to help and they're like, nope, this never happened. Like, I don't believe you, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> no. I guess if I, I got you up wake and up saw to, that you, face too. Yeah, I saw your face and they're just <laughs> like, you fucking weirdo, get off me. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, anything else? Any last thoughts on Maurice? Maurice, it was, a, it, was a, it was a tragic uh, sequence of events of mental illness leading to almost a murder suicide, but and then just a suicide. Mm. Yeah, that, I'm really disappointed think. that we didn't touch on the fact that one time when he was possessed, the only thing he kept saying was "I am what I am." Yeah, I am what I that's am. All. What's that song? Well, it's that's fucking Popeye, man. It's Popeye. Right. That's what I thought when I read that too. Yeah, he followed it by a good, 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 good. I am what I am. And yeah. He crushed a fucking can of spinach through his pipe. That didn't happen. <laughs> could have. It could have. I don't know. It wasn't in the book. That was a reconstruction <laughs> and not a, a complete truthful event, but whatever. Andrew, you were getting- Sure, you could write it in there. Why not? Andrew, you were getting uh, some good grills on, on, the fa- on the chat here about that fucking, mustache. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's good stuff. Did you loot? I don't know why you didn't extend it all the way out. Like, I don't know why you didn't like it's because I'm 
I'm hoping by before the end of November I can get a little twist going. Ah, nice. That's the plan. Yeah, Andrew. Like you know, like like. like I, it has to be able to fit our uh, N95 masks. So if it extends, it doesn't. Oh. They don't get a proper seal. Yeah. This is as regulation as it gets. Um. All right. Well, any nothing else on Maurice? Let's uh, when he queue up the randomatron, Zell. Let's uh, get a. Fan submission. Randomatron, randomatron. Here we go. Hmm. You get it? Yeah. Um, again. Uh, we've had so many fan submissions. I love it. I've, the randomatron's basically just running off fan sendings now. Uh, if you want your story read, send it um, your story to us at alientheorists at gmail.com. In the subject line, say randomatron story. Uh, and then don't forget to let me know if I can use your name or not. If you don't, don't say forget. so, I'm my default is to not see your name. Make it up. Uh, this one's from Mary. That's not a real name. Um, she's got two I mean, short stories here. <laughs> it could, you know what? I could just say that. You have no idea. It's a real name. Maybe it's her real name. Maybe I'm doing the old double fake out. It's actually <laughs> her name. You'll never know. Uh, my first story is about my first and only experience with a Ouija board. When I was 11 years old, a friend of mine and her older sister invited me to play with them using the board. Long story short, the board ended up disappearing. <laughs> Next <laughs> wish. Long story uh, short, I remember it being there one second, disappearing. Uh, I said that because I was like, "That's not where I thought that story was going to go." <laughs> Just <laughs> gone. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I remember it being there one second, and I remember it was gone the next. We looked everywhere for it, and we couldn't find it. One of us had the idea to check in the basement. What we saw when we went down there is something I will never forget. I remember that their basement had about a foot of water in it because of a bad hurricane we had a few days prior and the Ouija board was floating face up on the water. I know it sounds crazy, but I promise it happened. Uh, needless to say, I will never touch a Ouija board again in my life. I wonder if the planchette Ooh. was still on it. Ooh. Who, yeah, I should have. Who in their right mind is like, Ouija board disappeared. It was here one second. God, let's check the fucking basement that's where you're gonna <laughs> yeah. go yeah, i'm going right to the basement yeah no trying to get trapped no. into a different realm yeah. or something down there i'd be like fuck no burn the house down i you know what I, the ouija board is still too sort of a subject i don't want to talk about it <laughs> hey no spoilers nothing followed you home we closed no spoilers. the circle it's fine no spoilers on the ouija it's out there <laughs> Uh, you can uh, listen to it on our Patreon in if the you haven't already got on the, it. Fuck, that's weird. That's floating in the yeah, it's creepy. Down there? It's freaky. I guess. What happened to the planchette? Um, did you say it was just the Ouija board? I have questions. She did, just said the Ouija board was face up. That's all she said. Oh. Okay. What happened to the planchette? Because uh, those oh. things are hard to find. Yeah, it's gone. You can buy a new one for it. I don't think Hasbro sells them individually, so you probably have to. No. Uh, you got to buy the whole package. You get a, a, a whole board again. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> um, Zell, uh, theorite of the week. 
Oh, I, oh, said, I got one. You That's said right. you had a theory right up of the week uh, up northern BC here somewhere. Yeah, northern BC, uh, old coworker of mine, uh, absolute beauty, supported the show for a long time. Uh, so it's uh, my good old buddy, uh, David R. Hope, uh, hope you're listening to these and uh, fighting those winter blues up north, <laughs> fighting the good fight. You're right. North of the week. wall there. Way north up there. David R. Um, nice. What do we got for Patreoners? New Patreoners? Yeah, we have quite a few because the last time we read was in Pod Week. Ooh. So, I know we got t- t- yeah, we've got quite a bunch of people who were like, yeah, Pod Week. Dan, do you have so them up? Do you want to read some? I don't have it in front right. of me. Rain, do you have it up? <laughs> I don't know uh, how to get to yes, it. Yes, I do. So we got Anya Palace. Uh, oh, hold on. Before I read the Patreons, this will be your last chance to get into uh, December's Meat Draw, the monthly exclusive uh, alien well, theorist here. draw. <laughs> while, while you say that, if you're listening to the live stream, yes. If you're listening to this podcast, get in for January 1st. <laughs> yeah, get in for January draw. So what it is this month, uh, you're going to be getting a limited edition uh, sweatshirt and... Uh, David Sirignano's book, American Conspiracies and Cover-Ups, I think it was called, yep. uh, and some other uh, some other secret stuff. Uh, that's $10 or more on Patreon, and that draw will happen early December for the first one, and that'll be every month going forward. Uh, so we got Jeffrey Wilcoxon, uh, Ricky Anderson, Sharon Eastaway, um, Courtney Hurtlane, firm crustacean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not soft crustacean. <laughs> no, Where firm are you crustacean. Reading these from? Uh, Jenna Roberts, Hallam Knight. I'm reading them off the site. What do you mean? Chris Spillane. Okay, whatever. Colin Armstrong. Okay, you reread them. Am I reading the wrong ones? I don't know. You started on the list and then you skipped like most of them at the top. Oh, keep going. See, mine keep doesn't going. have that. So you read, going. you read some then. So you start with no, Anya Palace, Ricky, yeah. Ricky Anderson, Courtney Hair Hurtline. Oh, okay. There we go. Just never mind. Then you, <laughs> then you said firm constraint, firm crustacean nine. Yeah. Okay, you're good. Thank so you all these good. people are getting double shutouts. Double shutouts. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. So you want? Are you good now? Okay. Yeah. Colin Armstrong, uh, Chris Trevino, uh, Megan Moog, uh, Moog. Oh, Sandy Z. Ah, it's my mom. Seth. <laughs> That's your mom. <laughs> my mom. How much? Uh, she's she no way us? she knows how to listen to any of this stuff. How much she giving us? Um. Cheap. She cheap. I don't. Out. I don't want to say. She cheaped out. Cheap no, no. She's she's getting she's getting our best value pledge. It's true. Getting the best value. Um, Seth, NASA underscore Ken, Chris Backus, and I'm only going to do two more. Pat Lee and Phil Morton, and Connor Condor Herring Trout. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> you you got a different Condor list. Herring Trout. You got a different list, but yeah. that sounds right. Close enough. If we missed your name, All right. you signed up in the last two weeks, let us know. Yeah. We'll get, get back out there. Cool. What else do we normally do? That's, that's basically it. I can't read any uh, anything else. 
Band of the week. This week I don't have. It. I'm using a band of the week is my band, Lucky Monkey. I'm use. I haven't played a song of my band on the end of the podcast. Is it a, a couple of monkeys? <laughs> depends who you talk to. <laughs> All depends who you talk to, Dan. Victorines, 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 Victorines. Stop giving this guy a shout out. Guys, nothing. Couple monkeys. Beacon us. Anyways, I'm going to play a song called, uh, it's, it's an older one of ours. It's called Run For Me. I'll play it at the end of the episode. Not a couple of monkeys. It's just called Lucky Monkey. <laughs> Let's get that straight. You should write a song called A Couple well, of maybe, Monkeys. Maybe we will write a song called A Couple of Monkeys, but. Pretty good. Anyways, look us up Spotify or anywhere you stream music. We would appreciate it. What else we got? That's I think that's it. That's a little slow start back into after pod week, but we got so much content built up. We're actually like weeks ahead, so I'm gonna have to double up episodes the next couple weeks. <gasps> Special. Extra Christmas content miracle. coming up. <laughs> or maybe I should save it for Christmas um, and just drop them all at once. We'll see. Oh, well, yeah, then we'll see what happens. As we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. Peace. Peace.
Run from me now, run from me, baby. 